Hello, my friend. You are listening to Tipod episode number 10. And today I am so excited because we're doing something just a little bit different. And I am taking you behind the scenes to how I hired Team Ty's first intern in just about 24 hours. Yeah, you heard me right. It really only took just about 24 hours. So this is an episode that is honestly past due. You see, my mentor, Jenna Kutcher, encouraged me to let y'all in behind the scenes like this a while back. Honestly, I'm probably in a little bit of trouble. And she told me that she would love to see the hiring process from an expert point of view. And I nodded my head and said, yes, that's such a good idea. And then a few months later, I hired my new intern, Crystal, and I didn't say a word. (laughs) Like, I know that I'm wrong. You don't have to tell me. So no worries, my friend. I am totally going to make up for it today. So in this episode, I'm going to break down for you exactly how all of this came about and exactly what happened. I'm going to tell you the exact process I used to pre-screen, interview, and select Crystal as the very first Team tie intern, all in about 24 hours. Are you ready for it? Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Tie Pod a podcast crafted by Tiana Tai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. important that you get a really good picture of the context of this hire. So I've already alluded to the fact that it did happen extremely quickly. I mean, I hired Crystal within about 24 hours of initial contact, like the whole shebang onboarding included only took us about three working days to get through. But what you may not know is that all of this happened so quickly, even though I wasn't actively looking for any support. So if you're listening to this episode right now, I could probably bet money that you're pretty familiar with Facebook groups. And you're probably familiar with the fact that for entrepreneurs working in the online space, they are kind of the lifeblood of our businesses. It's where we go to connect, to cheer each other on. And for a lot of people, even we go there to find work. A few weeks ago, I am scrolling through this Facebook group called the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders, and it's one of Jenna's groups, and it has such an amazing quality of women and a good sense of community, so I like to hang out in there sometimes. And I'm just chatting with people, and I come across this post from a woman who is looking to support a podcast in exchange for experience and a testimonial and perhaps an ongoing working relationship in the future. Now, I'm going to tell you my complete truth. I'll be totally transparent here. I usually do not respond to posts like this. In my experience, they tend to attract an absolute flood of people looking for free services. And even if you're a good fit, the service provider's time can be split between so many people. And it's just a recipe for chaos and frankly, inefficient work. (laughs) But you know what it feels like to just know something in your gut? Well, my gut was telling me, not obviously that quickly, that like 
this post indicated that the perfect hire was right there waiting for me. No, not anything that deep. But my gut did tell me that I should respond to the post and initiate a sincere conversation and just see where it went. So I did respond, and within a few minutes, I was having a full-blown conversation with Crystal. Now, again, I was not actively looking to outsource my podcast management, but I have always said that the first thing I will outsource within my business is my podcast management. Why? I mean, I adore teaching my solo episodes and I adore my bonus episodes where I connect with brilliant entrepreneurs, but the ongoing management and post-production that's required for Typod, honestly, I am more than happy to let that go. So the reality for me is this process was able to happen a bit expedited because as I recommend for anybody I coach and anybody I help systematize their hiring process is that you've got to get really clear on the role that you want to hire for and exactly what that role would entail. So because I have known for a while that the very first thing I wanted to outsource was podcast management, I've actually been doing little things just as I go, like documenting my post-production process and documenting how I take interview questions and turn it into blog content for my blog on my website. You see all of those little things that would help me expedite this process in the future. I've been really intentional just about turning on a loom cam while I'm editing so I can get those things documented and turn them into super crystal clear SOPs. So I just want to put it out there. I was a little bit ahead, uh, which it was able to really expedite this process for me. But anyways, uh, when I saw Crystal's post, it wasn't just me being excited that she was looking for an internship, which means, you know, the cost of hire would be dramatically lower, if any. I actually felt compelled to reach out because Crystal was someone who earnestly wanted to build a full suite of podcast management skills. And this was aligned with my desire to eventually hire a podcast manager. So the way that we look at this working relationship is it could potentially lead to something bigger and more consistent in the future. So to be completely clear, I never advocate using someone's talents indefinitely without compensation. In entrepreneurship, especially if you're working with new entrepreneurs, we are often approached with offers for bartering, exchanging services, or even the case of you know receiving a free service in exchange for a thoughtful testimonial, a written testimonial, a video testimonial, something like that, in which case the service is no longer free because you are helping them build their credibility, which is going to help them build their client base. But again, I just want to put it out there that I never advocate for using someone's talents at such a steeply discounted price indefinitely. And what I really, really respected about Crystal as I was talking to her is that she was very clear on her value, very clear on her worth, and she was not looking for a relationship that would last an extended period of time. She was looking for a very concrete, uh, time-bound position where she could gain the skills, gain the experience, and receive the testimonial. So I'm going to break it down a little bit for you later, 
But uh, just to start it off, I will tell you that our contract is only a one-month contract, uh, and it is good for four Tipod episodes. So again, we were very explicit and very discreet about our agreement here, okay? Okay, so let's start by talking about pre-screening. So in my field, we consider pre-screening that initial point of contact when you're really trying to determine whether or not somebody is a good enough fit to go on to the next step of like a formal interview, whether it's phone or video, right? So the pre-screen is all about just seeing if a person meets basic minimum requirements and uh, if they're really a good match for what it is that you're looking for before you initiate a longer conversation that's going to take upwards of an hour. So again, this whole process happened very quickly between Crystal and I, and we let go of all of the formality and pretense of it. And I think it's funny to tell you that because sometimes when I talk to people about systematizing their hiring process, they kind of balk a little bit because they think it means that things have to be super formal and super stuffy and there's no room for like being a human. But that's not the case. It's just if when you systematize your process, you understand, okay, there are different components to what I need to cover, and I just make sure I hit on my bases. Even if I'm not using super formal language and we're not sitting down in suits for an interview, like, just be rest assured that is not what this is about, okay? So, uh, again, our process happened very quickly and without all of that pretense, but I was super comfortable because I've worked through this so many times for other people's businesses. I actually do prefer a more abbreviated approach. So if you're like me and you have hired before, you have gone through this before, you can still systematize your process, but you can be a bit more flexible with it, uh, especially if you just have that experience under your belt, because experience is a beautiful thing. First, let's break down exactly how I pre-screen Crystal. So you may recall that I mentioned I actually met Crystal within the context of a Facebook group that we are both members of. Our whole interaction began with her response to a post. And in that response, she specifically outlined the support that she was looking to provide. She made it pretty clear the type of relationship that she was looking for. And again, I mentioned this and I was so impressed by how she communicated it. So this led us to Facebook Messenger where we exchanged a few messages and just kind of got acquainted with one another. She told me about recently finishing a training program and her desire to apply exactly what she learned and put her book smarts to the test with some real work with real clients. So our brief chat, I don't know, it was probably around five or six, you know, decently sized messages total. Uh, within that chat, we both were able to discern this was worth a bigger conversation. So let me break down, uh, just to make it a little bit more explicit, exactly what I was able to discern from our pre-screening chat. Obviously, I was able to get a little taste of her personality just one-on-one -on -one interacting with her. In addition, I was able to understand a little bit more about her background and what led her to seek this opportunity in the first place. And finally, I was able to get that detail around what services she was looking to explicitly provide to me and my business now that she had spoken to me a bit. 
Got it? So I learned all of those things in just a brief chat. And I just want to leave you with this. If you're ever informally pre-screening somebody, here's my top takeaway. Like, even if you're doing it in the DMs, y'all, your main goal is not to learn everything there is to learn about this person. That's what an interview is for. And quite frankly, you're never going to learn everything there is to know about a person, but you know what I'm saying. It's your main goal to decide whether or not this person is a good enough fit for the role to get offered a more formal interview. That's it. So your pre-screen does not have to be super formal. It does not have to be a super long or drawn out conversation. Again, if I were you and you were pre-screening somebody, I would try to get a sense of their personality. I would try to get a sense of what about their background makes them equipped for the role and maybe what is actually drawing them to this specific offer or role, right? Those are the three big questions that I would be asking. And with the answers to those three questions, you can really pretty accurately determine whether or not you're willing to jump on a full one hour long call with them to discuss the opportunity further. Okay, so we're all about being efficient and saving you time here. So that's exactly what the pre-screen is meant to do. Now, I would like to point out, if I were interviewing for a more formal role, not just an internship, first of all, but also for a role that was going to be long-standing within my company, my pre-screen would look just a little bit different. I would be reviewing things like the cover letter, email exchanges, and uh, job applications and resumes, okay? So I would be reviewing all of those pieces as the main elements of my pre-screen, just to make sure someone has those technical skills and, and things like that. Uh, but again, because this was for an internship and because I stepped into the relationship knowing that I was hiring somebody who was going to continue to learn on the job, Simply understanding the coursework that she had done and simply understanding uh, some of that more technical expertise, that was enough for us to just get this process started and go ahead and schedule that formal interview. Okay, let's break down what exactly goes on in a more formal interview. So you may be thinking, if you already felt good about Crystal based on the chat and based on her post, why have a formal interview? Here's the thing, even for an intern, even for somebody who's only going to be stepping into your business temporarily, one month like Crystal, welcoming someone into your business is a very big deal. I mean, we start our businesses with blood, sweat, and venti cups of coffee, y'all. Like, my business has a piece of my heart. So out of respect for my business, I have committed to taking every single partnership seriously. To give you some context, before a Tidepod interview, there are conversations and discussions just to make sure someone is a good fit for my audience. So if we're talking about team tie here, of course there has to be a more formalized discussion. It is my personal opinion that anybody who wants to touch the Tiana Tai business, the Tiana Tai brand, we're going to interview. And that's just the way it is because I have to take my business 
uh, seriously and I have to treat it with respect. So as such, I am fully committed to vetting and making sure that anybody who is involved from intern to freelancer to contractor to full-time employee, anybody who is involved, we're going to take the time to make sure that they are the perfect fit for team time. So Crystal and I were moving pretty fast and I was actually extremely pleased because that day after our initial kind of pre-screen conversation, I call it, uh, we scheduled the formal interview for the very next morning. So in less than 24 hours, Crystal and I jumped on the phone to dig a bit deeper, really iron out some details, uh, and I needed some more information about her background. The portion of the conversation that I would consider our formal interview in earnest, that part took between about 30 to 45 minutes. And we covered a lot in that amount of time. We talked about her background in general, including her corporate background and what transitions she was trying to make, so on and so forth. Then we also broke down her expectations based on the information that we had already discussed the previous day. What did she truly want to get out of this role? What experience did she have? What programs did she want to be able to work with? Uh, what did she want to be able to say she accomplished in being the Tidepod manager for just a month or so? You know, so like we got really explicit about what she wanted the role to look like from her perspective. And I'm going to get a little nerdy here for just a second, but I do want to teach you a little something from good old IO psychology, and it's that our expectations typically are one of the biggest factors behind why we are either engaged and happy at work or totally disengaged and unhappy. So just briefly, what happens is we come into jobs with certain expectations of how things are going to be, what our daily work is going to look like, so on and so forth. And the longer those expectations are not met, the more we get disengaged and just like totally unhappy with our work. Now, as an employer, if you meet those expectations and exceed them, that's when you have a raving fan and committed employee. So yes, we spent a good portion of our formal interview just reiterating her expectations and me recapping them because as an employer, I want to make sure that I am meeting and exceeding someone's expectations as much as possible. Okay, so after we discussed that, we also just broke down just a little bit deeper uh, what her specific experience was. So I knew that she had taken the program, but I wanted a bit more information on, you know, who was the teacher within that program? What were the lessons? What technology did they touch? So on and so forth. After we got that stuff taken care of, we started breaking down the job requirements of a podcast manager from my perspective. So again, we had already talked about her expectations, but I essentially took some time to recap what she had said and then to add in anything that I thought was a gap just from my own expectations. Now, at this point, I've got to say, after we've talked through her expectations, my expectations, background, technical experience, y'all, we were pretty sold on the fact that we wanted to work together in this mutually beneficial relationship. 
but there were a couple more things that we still wanted to cover. And so we spent just a few more minutes breaking down each other's work styles. What were the communication expectations? What hours were we working? I broke down my leadership style and how I am one of those leaders who gives people a lot of autonomy. I'm not a handholder. I don't micromanage anything like that. So we had to make sure that was a good fit. Because to be honest, a lot of people don't like to be micromanaged and a lot of people like autonomy. But I am one of the more heavily hands-off types of leaders. So I had to make sure that she was still going to feel supported, even given that leadership style. So after that, it was pretty clear again that we wanted to work together. Like everything was lining up perfectly. Our communication styles meshed well and that was just a byproduct of being on the phone for like 45 minutes so we could both tell this was a good match. So we took some time just kind of recapping everything and we're both like, yeah, we want to do this. This episode is brought to you by Interact. Remember those BuzzFeed quizzes like what type of ice cream are you? Well, Interact is a really fun tool for creating quizzes just like those, except you can do it for your business as a way of generating leads and building that email list. I use it to host my quiz, What's Your Enneagram Leadership Type? With hundreds of ready-made templates and the option to create unlimited quizzes from scratch, you literally have hundreds of opportunities to attract the right clients, especially brand new ones who may not have come across your brand before. So I'm just saying, don't miss out on this opportunity to grow your business in a really fun and unique way. Like my friend, put the freebie down and get you a quiz. They're so fun. You can sign up for Interact today just by simply heading on over to the show notes and use that handy link to create your first quiz today. So we've broken down how we pre-screened and how we conducted our formal interview, all very informal and all very abbreviated. But I do want to spend literally just one minute or so telling you about how we aligned on our agreement without actually signing a formal contract. Now, I'm not providing legal advice in any way, so if it makes sense for your business to have NDAs drawn up and things like this, absolutely there are resources out there to go for it. Now, Crystal and I both knew that we wanted to work together just for a short amount of time, and we wanted to try to avoid a lot of that legal mumbo jumbo, just going to be honest here. So to do that, we determined that the best thing for us was just to lay out our agreement via phone and then just go ahead and document it and make sure we had it written down to where we both agreed to it. So that was kind of our very simple way of making sure that we were both totally comfortable with what was going to happen. In our exact agreement, we were able to outline how many episodes she wanted to provide support with, what the duration of those episodes were, exactly what services she would provide for each episode, and exactly the time frame for deliverables. We outlined it so specifically that to the point of if I am late with a deliverable, we knew how to handle that. Um, I knew all of my deadlines, so on and so forth. So again, we were being super, super clear about it just to protect both of our expectations uh, and make sure that everybody was totally comfortable with how we were going to proceed. Alrighty, let's dive into the very last step of the day. 
At this point, we have pre-screened. We have done the formal interview and we have outlined our agreement and make sure we were both in alignment. So the very last thing Crystal and I did, because we honestly had a bit of extra time, we decided to go ahead and start discussing her onboarding process. Now, I want to say that this is next level preparation, my friend. If you are in such a good place with your applicant that you can go ahead and discuss onboarding, it very dramatically expedites the process of getting them up and running within your business. Within our discussion thus far, Crystal and I already did a pretty good job about laying out exactly what she was going to do. Uh, So now we just needed to discuss exactly what she was going to need before she got started. As expected, it was quite a bit. And again, luckily for me, I mentioned it earlier, but I always intended on outsourcing my podcast management. So I had some of my processes and materials relatively organized. But just to break it down for you, here are the things that I needed to get together for her onboarding. Y'all, I had some homework. So number one were standard operating procedures, i.e. SOPs. The SOP I needed to provide her was specifically for podcast post-production. So all of the nitty-gritty details that go into cleaning up audio and making it sound great and crystal clear for y'all on the Tidepod audience. So my SOP for this uh, directly outlined exactly how Crystal would receive the assets and exactly how she should go about cleaning them up and getting the episodes ready for distribution. You can think about things like the audio cleaning, adding in ads, adding in the intro, the outro, the swoosh noise before the ad, you know, all of those little details. And all of this was explicitly documented step by step in the SOP. I also am a bit of a detail freak, so I included screenshots for every single audio effect because things can get really technical. So I always recommend for technical work, if there are screenshots or video tutorials, like, please do it. The second thing that I committed to providing Crystal was training videos. So I know that I already outlined just about everything she would need in my SOP, but some people are just visual. So while an SOP can get the job done, There can be a major benefit to going ahead and documenting your processes and the way that you do things through good old-fashioned training videos. There's this great platform called Loom that records a screen share for free, and you can talk people through the process and literally grab exactly what you're doing on the screen. So to do my training videos, I basically used Loom and recorded myself going through multiple processes and included those videos in a package of onboarding material for Crystal. And last but not least, uh, I owed Crystal some assets, y'all. So with my SOPs and my training videos done, that was essentially what she needed for onboarding. But I also had to compile all the assets that Crystal needed to complete the four agreed upon episodes. So this included generic audio files for the intro, outro, and add swoosh sound effect. It also included actual episode audio files, whether it was solo or interviews. 
And aside from the audio, Crystal also needed my show notes, interview notes, graphics, uh, and an outline for how I do my blog. Instagram posts, Facebook posts, and Pinterest posts. So it was a lot of assets and templates uh, being shared across the board, like literally down to the branding deck for Tiana Tie brand. Uh, she needed everything. If you're listening to this episode and you've gotten this far, you may be wondering why you haven't heard anything about the more technical legal side of things, the NDAs and such. Now, because Crystal is an intern on a limited agreement, which is one month and four episodes, we felt it was more appropriate to house her materials separately. That way she didn't have access to my full suite of products, uh, any blogs and podcasts that are not produced, so on and so forth. This helped us to feel more comfortable uh, just with the level of access that she had, and it helped us avoid needing the more formal NDA and other agreements that are usually in place when you give someone full access to your entire company and all of your assets. So it was really a win-win for both of us because quite frankly, neither of us wanted to handle the legal side of things. We just wanted to do it fast and dirty and get some good work done and really get her that experience and get me that output that we were both looking for. So just to help this process along, I have already told you all of the things that I provided her with. So what we did was create a separate Google Drive uh, folder specifically for her four projects and just those onboarding materials that I spoke about earlier. And that's been really, really great for us. Uh, Again, just because it limits the exposure that she has to everything else. And we're able to exchange materials and she's able to get exactly what she needs to get her work done. So it was a really easy solution that both limited risk and made us both more comfortable. So that's my little bonus tidbit of information for those who may be wondering, okay, but what's up with that NDA though? And I also do want to say uh, in just a few episodes, I will be doing a major breakdown of a extremely formal hiring process that you can put in place and we will be breaking down things like the good old NDA, okay? Alrighty, so there you have it. That is exactly how I hired Team Ty's first intern in about 24 hours. And at the point of recording, she's been with me for a few weeks now, and absolutely, I adore the work that she has done. And you have enjoyed some of the work that she has done. Little do you know. So I hope you got just a taste of what an abbreviated hiring process can look like for you and what hiring an intern or a temporary contractor or freelancer can look like for your business. 